Let's do it. Give me a countdown really loud. Well, I want to know what crazy beer you're drinking on a five, four, three, two, one, go. All right, nice. The intro song, we're singing along, drinking beer and talking about politics. Uh, Henry and Hops, politics and beer, adventures and thoughts for your ear holes to hear. So let's have a brew, maybe just three or two, perchance discover new shit that we never knew. So come along. That's the end of our song. Yeah. Oh, that actually is the end of... That's it. Uh, we just talk culture and shit. Off of speaker, juice box, Joshua Schwartz. Congratulations, you're yeah. a married man. This is our first podcast. Thank you. How is it? Where we're both married. Yeah, we're both yeah married. it's now great. It's real now. Yeah, it's for, for reals, for reals. Mm-hmm. Legal and spiritual. <laughs> I really like when that shit well, was we both had we both had two separate... Se- yeah, well, we both had two separate ceremonies for each, right? Where the legal right one wasn't that? the uh, wasn't the one where everyone was at at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you texted me. When did you actually get legally married? Like on Thursday before your wedding? Yeah, I think it was actually Wednesday. But yeah, me too. Actually, it was a Wednesday before my wedding. Did you go to City Hall? Yeah. 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 No, I went to there. We went to a smaller courthouse that's like in the Coral Gables with uh, Jade's parents, and then we went out for lunch afterwards. It was early in the day. What kind of food you get for lunch? Oh, we went to this really good place called the Eating House. The Eating Look House. That's a great it's name. Like a, yeah, it's like it's like a gastro pub in Miami. It's pretty Dude, awesome. I loved the place that we went to for your rehearsal dinner. That was great. Great spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Little little American food, local place, berries. Berries, berries in, the, in grove. the grove. Great food. Yeah, it's like walkable. Not to not to give away Jade's house, but it is walkable from Jade's house, childhood home. So yeah. So, nice. I mean, I went there, but I never went to Jade's house, so I don't think it's like it gives anything away. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places that would be walkable. True, Coconut Grove is the happening spot. Um, anyhow, we are back. Henry and Hops for your ear holes. Yeah, to wait, hear. but let's. All right, we got we got a lot to get to in this episode because right, there's a lot of things to go over. But I want to no no. But first things first. What beer are you drinking? Because you were like before this episode started, you were hyping it up big time, and now we're not talking about it anymore. And no. I I haven't popped mine yet because I'm waiting for you to reveal well, this epic think, beer. I don't think I um hyped it i think it was appropriately discussed so um you will remember one of my top five favorite breweries in the country is tired hands out of uh the burbs of of philly i'm totally fucking forgetting which little tiny town they're outside they're in but they're on the main line outside of philly um let me tell you right now it is ardmore ardmore pa okay yeah, I know where Ardmore is. Yeah. I got it down. Gene. Gene is the owner and head brewer, and he's buddies with my old boss, like everyone in Philadelphia that likes good stuff, Ezekiel Ferguson. This is a shout-out to you, Zeke, and Valley Shepherd Creamery, and all, yeah. all good cheese and if he, things. Yeah. And if you guys ever want to be on the podcast, please give us a call. We should do that, actually. Um, I don't think that we need to ask them to give us a call on the on the podcast probably because they they also <laughs> just don't listen to it um but yeah i know but maybe they are right now well maybe what i'll do is once we release this i'll send a link and said hey we referenced you do what it says in the podcast and that way i'll know that you're dedicated see 
Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, great. Let's so, do it. Tired Hands right. is like one of, in my opinion, the most innovative new breweries. And by new, I mean, I think they're about three, four years old at this point in America. And their whole like MO is that they have two kind of standbys. They have two beers that they're always brewing and that's it. One mm-hmm. is called Hop Hands yep. and it's their like... Wait, do they not have any... Do you just mean in circulation or do you mean at all at their place? No, sorry. So... When I was going there, they would only uh, only serve their beer at their brew pub, okay? And the only two beers that they had that were always available, like, a.k.a. were on rotating basis... Oh, were right, okay. Annual, yes. Everything right. else was new. It was, like... Yes. Always new, and occasionally they'd go back and redo one because it was so popular and or they, like, wanted to improve upon it. But basically, they have two mainstays and everything else is rotating, right? Yep. And so one of them is called Hop Hands, and that's their fresh pale ale, and one's called Saison Hands, and that's their, as you might guess, Saison. Belgian. Yeah, like Belgian yes. pale, basically, with Saison So when I left Pennsylvania, they weren't uh, bottling or, or keg. They were, they might have had like a couple kegs elsewhere, in the area on draft at other bars, but primarily everything was that was made there was served there, right? It was pretty small operation. Incredible beer, pretty small operation. So since I left, they've expanded. They um, have, I think they took over a whole nother location. I'm not sure if that's instead of or as well as what they currently, what they had previously. But regardless, my good friend um, in Philadelphia, who is even more into beers than I am. His name is Alex, and we will tag him in the description. He works at a wonderful place called Pinocchio's. Have you heard of that? It's also in the Burbs. Josh? Sounds familiar, but I don't think I've been there. So it's a pizza restaurant with the most epic bottle shop and draft like to go ever. I think Zach Asher was actually telling me about this, if he's listening to this episode. Um, At one point. Yeah, I th- that makes sense. Fucking... Do they have a good cheesesteak by any chance? It's in media. It's in media. That... I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's... He used to go there because it was in media because he went to uh, Philly U. Oh, perfect. So they have beers on draft, 25 drafts, and then amazing bottles. And he works there, and he's the best. Um, and he also loves good beer. And we got a little care package from him and his now new wife. Congratulations, Alex and Ivy. That's awesome. They just got back from their honeymoon in Mexico. Um, there are. Aww. It's hard to find two wonderful people at the same level that they're wonderful. It's really, oh, man. You know, people that you just want to be like, you know what, guys? I don't see you very often, but you're great. That's to them. So he sent me in this care package one of their hop hands, which was amazing, because now, I didn't know this until I got this package, they can it. So I got a pounder can of hop hands, which I didn't know the tired hands was doing anything except select growlers at all, right? Yeah. But here's what's more important. It brings me to the beer that I'm about to crack the can of. It's called Punch. It's from Tired Hands. Punch? Punch, P-U-N-G-E. Yeah. And it's their double IPA, and I've never had it before. Oh my god, that's awesome, man. And it comes in a pounder. 
and it's pouring a that's awesome straw what? hazy. What's what's the percentage? Eight and uh, any hops profile that they reveal on the can? No, these guys are are like kind specific. of like stone. Let me say this. This is what it says. First, it says. Punches, 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 That's useful. Okay. And then they say, and the beer is in this the beer in this can is hyper fresh, unfiltered, and fragile. Enjoy the contents ASAP for a beautiful and befuddling organo all eleptic experience. Okay, so it's it's oh yeah, it's hopefully recently hopped and and really fresh. Yeah. But here's the problem, yeah. Josh, is that I got this right before I went on my honeymoon. So I uh, unfortunately have had it in the fridge since then. So let me take a sip. Well, that's not the worst thing ever, though. It's mm. not that long. It's like oh two weeks, God. maybe, right? Three weeks? Oh, my God. Great. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, it tastes like a really good double IPA with hints of, like, grass and lemongrass. As douchey as that So, like, sounds. hotel for sure? Yeah, definitely a hotel. This isn't great. This is great All right, well, I got to get my hands on that one if they ever make it. I'm going to go down there and try this place. I've never been there, and the next time I'm going to Philly, I'm going to stop by and uh, stop by Pinocchio's, too. It sounds yeah, great. Yeah, and I should um, put you in contact with Alex because he is... Yeah. He's a friend to people that like good beer, and... Yeah. Anyhow, what are I'd you like drinking, buddy? Yeah, he's All a right. great guy. We should interview him for All the right. Podcast. Well, mine is, you're right, you're right. Mine is not quite as impressive. Well, uh, I, I got this partially because it reminds me of some, uh, of, of a wedding present I got from you, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, first of all, I want to talk about that really quickly. I know we're going to get to the wedding in a bit, but I just want to say in this beer section that Hunter bought me, uh, as a wedding present, Hunter and Sarah, I should say, bought me as a wedding present, um, three aged bottles of three philosophers now i've said on this podcast before i think that three philosophers was the beer that got me into craft beer and one of them in fact has the old bottle design and weirdly a different alcohol percentage wait is it really different uh, yeah it's only by 0.1 percent but why but why did they change it did they read it differently when duval took over or do they have like a different uh well, measurement system. I feel they like definitely have a new bottle design. Do you think that maybe the, the new bottle design, they just redid the label or no, they rebalanced it? I do think that it is probably something that you might be able to get within one percentage, but not much more exact than that. So I do think that it could be an estimation of the exact same beer if they just decided yeah. to round in a different way. You know, like maybe it was. Well. Go ahead, sorry. Well, well, I was just going to say, okay, so we cracked the first one. That one was aged five years. That's right? so At the point crazy. That we cracked it. Uh, and, uh, and it tasted better than any of the three philosophers I've had in the past few years. Now, that might just be me accentuating it because it was Jade's birthday and it was right after our wedding and it was obviously this wonderful gift and all that stuff. But it, a- it also, I think, both tasted better because it was aged and maybe because it was possibly a different recipe than what they're using now. But my my test is going to be I'm going to now obviously I won't be able to do it exactly because I'm not doing it back to back, but I'm going to take the next one and also age it five years and then see what happens with that one and then the next one I'll age seven years and we'll see what happens. You so you're really not going to drink the next two for that long? Yeah, they're going to be anniversary beers for like three year anniversary. Well, I can probably get you. You want another pack if I can get it? 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe that would be... I mean, I could probably get another pack here. I, I hadn't thought about that. I just kind of thought it would be it would be nice specifically for those beers for anniversaries. But yeah, well... I will think about uh, so getting another one as comparison. Let me give you some case. background on to how I stumbled upon that because I, I always wanted to tell you, and I thought it'd be great for this podcast, but obviously I couldn't. So I was in my local beer shop, as I'm often, and it's like kind of the boutique shop, kind of like your one down the street, you know, that also has the drafts. Mine has no drafts. It's just like really good. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And I was talking about, no, I was just, you know, I, I like to shoot the shit with those dudes. They're, they're really nice guys. It's called um, Healthy Spirits, which I think is a great name. And their motto is beer, bourbon, and hummus. Those are the three things that they sell. <laughs> Okay. And it's it's great. I mean, those are great things. I can't argue with any of those things. It's just like a f- funny combination. The beer and bourbon make sense, and then you throw in hummus, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I will say that there's two. And now there's three. There was only two, and now there's three in San Francisco. And hummus definitely is the one category that they are concerned about the least by far. It's primarily beer, secondarily bourbon, and then hummus. But And then some food to fill it in. Yeah, which it doesn't matter. But... um. So I was I was getting my normal boutique beers, and at the counter I noticed that he had some three philosophers, and mm. well he had some Omegang, and one was the three philosophers with the old label, which caught my eye because I know that they haven't made that since I didn't know exactly, but it turns out it's 2011 was the last year. Um, 2011. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, we're breaking up our old uh, holiday packs because apparently um, they used to sell them, right? When they right when the, yeah I remember that okay I did not yeah. I didn't know that so the new when the newest one was new so it would have been 2013 right like three years ago right yeah 11, so it was 12, like three years 13, yeah yeah and so they didn't sell and they just kept them so I bought basically they had just been keeping them and then they were starting to like break them out and sell the bottles as aged and like make more money off them. Because they, they had just, like, <laughs> basically stumbled across them again, it sounded like. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Can I just buy the whole pack? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And so I was like, great, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So, and here's what's funny, though. Before I um, saw the pack, I had already bought your um, your 2011. I bought that individually, like, many months ago. And oh, wow. then I was, like, looking on, like, beer trading websites about... Try to find, and then I got this idea of my head about doing a vertical. It was like looking for 12s and, and 13s, and they were you could kind of find them online, but it's a little expensive, etc. Like, um, not that that would have been an issue, but I was just like trying to find it. And then I walk into the shop, and I like mention he already knew because I'm buddies with the guy. I was like, Yeah, I bought it for my buddy's wedding, I'm super excited. I wish, just wish that I could find the rest. And he's like, Well, we might have. Well, no, what he said actually, I was like, I was like. I'm so excited for that Three Philosophers 2011. Like, I almost wish I had one for myself. I would have drank that shit. I, I'll, I, would have, I would drink that shit myself. It's so good. And he's like, well, <laughs> I might have an extra. I was like, wait, what? What? And so he looks back in his like, little cabinet, and sure enough, not only does he have another 2011, it's part of a, of a set which I was already trying to like piece together myself on Track really down. weird websites. And so I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's amazing. Fucking A, okay. Just give me the whole fucking thing. Fuck you. You're an idiot, and I love you. Please. You're not an idiot. The guy's the best. I love that. I wish I knew his name, and I'm an asshole. But 
And so he might have one more. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it for myself, and then we can, like, drink them down the road. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, okay. All right, well. Moving that, on. That Sorry. was a great present. But, uh, yeah, so what I'm drinking today comes from a, a brewery that's a lot bigger than the one, than uh, two, two Hands. Is that, wait, what was it called? Tired Hands. Just did it wrong. Tired Hands. God damn it. It's fine. It's a lot bigger than... T- t- uh, it comes from a brewery that's a lot bigger than Tired Hands, but uh, nearby, um, Dogfish Head. Oh, and it was one of the big... The, it, and it's very similar, if I remember, in profile to Three Philosophers, but I haven't had it in probably like five years because it doesn't come around very often. It's a seasonal, but it has like a weird seasonal rotation in that it doesn't show up every year. What's it called? Um, it was one we tried to look... I don't know if you remember, but okay, I just want to, back in the day, we've talked about this many times, back in the day, Hunter and I would spend all of our money in college, not all of our money, but a good amount of our money going down to a beer store and buying overpriced Belgian beers or local No, they weren't overpriced, dude. They, they, honestly, best price, period. No, they were well-priced. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We They were just overpriced for, for our budget, budget. Yeah, I should say. Yeah, for yeah, our demographic. Yeah. We just we were spending way outside of our, our range Well, uh, I mean, on, on beers exclusively. No, no, we smoked really good and we drank really good. And by we, I mean yeah. me. No, well, we... It was college. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, back in those days, we were looking for, like, specific dogfish heads that had high alcohol contents because they were really rare. And uh, one of them was uh, the Worldwide Stout, which we got, which was gross. I'm still not a fan of that Wait, one. Wait, really? Dogfish head. You're not? Worldwide Stout? Yeah, it's, like, 18%. You can't make a... St- I, I think it's hard to make a stout over, like, a 12% and make it good because after a certain point, it becomes way too heavy and alcohol-heavy. And, and even if you have, like, redeeming notes of, let's say, chocolate or coffee or whatever, it's it's just too much for me. I don't know. Yeah, because it really That's should, it should be more one. of, like, a um, strong ale or a, a barley wine or something like that where you have less dark, dark malts. Right. And one of the other ones we were looking for was Fort, and then we were looking for 120-minute, which has now become much more popular. Uh, And then this one was the final one, which we didn't find for quite a while. I think we found it right at the end of the year. Uh, Dogfish Head Amordale. Oh, Um, but that's very dark, right? Yeah, it's it's almost like Three Philosophers, which is why I got it, because it's the one that I've had, you know, the American craft beer I've had that most closely resembles what that was like, as I recall it. Now, the notes on here, it says, uh, luscious and complex, smooth, full-bodied ale reveals interwoven notes of maple, vanilla, and oak. And it's just an American ale, strong American ale, on their, you know, official description. But what's it? So it's hard is, to say is, what is it is. Is it aged in a barrel? Um, no, it just says, luscious and complex, this smooth, full-bodied ale reveals interwoven notes of maple, vanilla, and oak. But it's not aged in a barrel. So, how, what's the alcohol content? 11%. Okay. At least that we know of. It could be aged in a barrel. They haven't really talked about it. That's the whole thing. It's like it's it's kind of like a a uh, like I said it's an odd seasonal that they don't really talk, describe the mm. the recipe for. Do Maybe like sensor. Is it good? Mm-mm. By a single. It was a one thing. Yeah. It, a single was like $5. Oh dear. So let's yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, and more ale. Yeah. You know, oh. I, I almost bought the Burton Baton. But Baden, actually... Burton Baton. Burton Baton. Oh, that one's a great one, too. I also I also really like uh, Old School when it comes around. Which one's that again? I forgot. 
It's their barley wine. It's really oh, good. Dear. Yeah, we're very never fortunate. Comes around. To get... There was there was a time when barley wines were made more frequently, I feel. And like like right when we were leaving college, there was like every, now everyone's wine. making ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, but people were making barley. Remember when uh remember when Brooklyn had Monster? Yeah. Before the dog died. Yeah, and then they discontinued it because the dog died. Yeah. Um so yeah, this beer's amazing. Uh I don't know if I'd give it a full hotel I don't know. It's it's pretty close. It's one of my favorite dogfish heads, and it hasn't disappointed. I love it's dogfish kind of it, It's very similar to... It's Three Philosophers without the, the cherry liqueur taste, kind of. Um, it just has, like, a yeah. very strong... That maple and vanilla is right on, because it, it just has a very strong dark red character. Okay. That uh, is kind of, like a, kind of like a quad, but it hasn't gone... Or triple, but it hasn't really that Belgian quality. It just seems like it's been, it's been aged that long with some... Really interesting spice notes. That's all I can really say. Amort. Amort ale. Yeah. Three, what do you got? Four? Yeah. Four houses? Yeah, four, four and a half, I'm actually. I'm going to go, like, as close to a hotel I can without a hotel. I don't think we just have because... houses, dude. Well, we've used them. I think I've used them before, man. How about I, this? I, speaking we... of which, I want, I want to say, like, can we update the uh, the website version, too? Yeah. How can to we call it? all can of we our call ratings. It? Four houses in one apartment. How about that? I like it. <laughs> yeah. Apartment, a studio. Two apartments. One studio. No, I don't like studio because two studios does not necessarily <laughs> equal one apartment, but two apartments, I mean... Uh, equals a house almost. Yeah, two apartments yeah. equal a house, but right. two studios... Yeah, sorry. Mouth vomit. Um, so... I got it. I got it. All right. Um, so, I like all this. Let's move past beers. Let's talk politics next, and then maybe we'll get to some hip-hop after that. Does that sound good? Well, I thought we were going to do some wedding and uh, honeymoon stuff real quick. If oh, that's okay. yeah. Just, You're I right. Don't know if, I don't know if, we, if we're going to get to the politics stuff today, just because we have... I mean, we could. Yeah. I think I think what we should do today is just do this, yeah. and then we should talk politics in a month when the picture's figured uh-huh. out, because at this point... All right, we can talk about this real quick. There's a few things. Like, the Republican picture's a fucking mess. I'm sorry to, like... Yeah, but I there, think... But it's what's it's exciting, getting ridiculous. No, it's but with satirical. Josh, what's exciting, though, dude, is being able to make unfounded projections that then we can look back and have a bit of a retrospective and be like, we were awesome and we're totally right, or we're assholes and we're totally wrong, but either way, it's going to be great. So, I, All right, I let's do, do it. No, but I really want to do... I want to do... Wedding first, though. Uh, wait, no, but really quickly, just like as a prediction, okay, like maybe we'll get back fire, to it. I don't yeah. know if we're going to have time. Spitfire. Yeah, yeah. Spitfire. Who do, you, who do you think right now is going to be the president and vice presidential candidate in both parties? Well, dude, VC's really hard. You can't ask anyone to predict that. Oh, I, but I want to I want to take a guess at it. All right, like, go ahead. Why don't you go first then? Clearly that's the, the honest. Well, all right, all right. I think it's clearly going to be Trump and uh, either Christie or Kasich. I would pick Christie just because he's been so closely aligned, and I don't think Kasich would stoop that low. But let's say it's Trump-Christie. I think they're going to have to back him. I don't know what else they're going to do, although the Republican Party is really a mess. Uh, and then it's clearly going to be Clinton, I think. Uh, who's our, who's our the VP? The VP on the Democrat. I think it's probably going to be somebody like O'Malley, actually, because I think they have to call back somebody who's, like, decent enough and has a national profile who would not be, like, a, a, a hypocritical candidate for her to take on. You don't think she might? Um, might I, it would be crazy if she took Bernie on, VP? 
I don't think she can at this point. I think she's she's uh, proven that they are too divided uh, in their views as a, as candidates, and and I don't think that those the opposition she's created at this point is is can be mended in the same way that Obama couldn't run with her as her VP. Right. Yeah. 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 You're probably right. Um, okay. So. Yeah, Trump probably. I cannot believe in. The I mean, I almost want to say Biden is going to be her VIP, but <laughs> VP. I know that thought crossed my mind. I don't think it's that... true, though. I think maybe. Um, I think honestly, what's fucked up to say because she shouldn't do this, but I think she will. She's going to go super centrist with her VP choice, like. Who's a, like, super moderate Democratic governor? Mm. You know what I mean? That's who it's going to be. Or yeah. maybe or maybe a super moderate Republican governor. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I have no idea. And it's um, not going to be I, anyone from the Republican race. because maybe, be. maybe Kasich will change over, actually. No, no, no. <laughs> Not Kasich. Someone far more moderate than Kasich. That's the thing. Kasich no, I, I know. I'm, I'm not sure who reality. that would be. Yeah. I, think, I think the thing is that we, we really can't predict the Democratic VP, VP because it's going to be somebody relatively unknown on the national stage. Because none of the people who are on the national stage right now. That's the problem with the pick is that there's like nobody else there. It's Hillary versus Bernie from the beginning because there's not a lot of competition except for Elizabeth Warren who's not willing to run. Right. Well, here's also what I think I don't like about this whole discussion is the fact that it presumes Hillary's going to win. And I really want to maybe have a discussion in the opposite context where it's like, let's just pretend hypothetically that he has the delegate advantage, right? What would this conversation yeah. look like? You know what I mean? Like Oh, I think it's Bernie. I think it's I think it's Bernie and Elizabeth Warren then. I think you that's think that he would put her as VP? Work. Yeah, I think the only reason she can't back him now is because she won't go against Hillary as long as she has the dominant front. But if she loses the ability to you know, control the delegate count, then I think that she would back him. What do you mean by that, control VP. the delegate count? That... Like I've said, from, I've said from the beginning that I don't th- – I think Elizabeth Warren – she stayed out of this race because she likes the position she's in, but I think she also stayed out of this race because she didn't want to interfere with Hillary's run because it would put her in a bad place with a lot of... Uh, women. You know, well, women and, and feminist uh, advocates. I agree. I mean, and I, like, honestly, uses, dude, like, if, we, if we're going to get real about that for one second, and this is, maybe you can edit this to make me seem like not like an asshole, but I wish... You're going to mansplain some things right now? <laughs> no, I'm going to, like, try not to mansplain some things. I just, like, I don't know. I wish that, I wish Bernie was female. And, I can't wait to hear what's coming. I wish Bernie was female and Hillary was male. Be, can you hear me? Oh, I think I lost you. Juice box. Well, oh, the, no. the microphone picks us all up. So, you either muted yourself or I don't know what happened. Can you hear me now? I can't hear you, Hunter. Hello? Hey. Hello, are you there? Yeah, oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to have to call you back. I'm here hard. All right. Well, Maybe he's doing some non-mansplaining so, on the other side. The we'll I figure it out. Way, guys, just because, like... Henry Hobbs, commercial break. Here we go. really think about it, Bernie Sanders, I believe, is a big supporter of human rights or and women's rights. And, all right, here he is again. 
right. Hello? You can hear me? Hey, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, are you Let's still recording? Go. Yeah, pro. Me it's too. after commercial break now. We're back. No, I, I was talking to the mic, so. Oh, good. I was hoping you were mans- not mansplaining on that side. Well, I was trying not to mansplain. <laughs> Microphone was I mansplaining? Maybe a little bit. Um, all, right. all right, so I guess what I was saying is that I really feel like Bernie Sanders is can stand up for female rights and for a minority. Oh rights. yeah, hundred percent. I just think he's he, he, his problem is his inability to articulate that part of his message right now. Agreed. Um, well, partially agreed, but well, that's part of it. It's media coverage. There's a lot of things that are are in place. I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk over you. Go ahead. No, that really. It just bumps me out because they just have this, um, you know, they have this back and forth uh, debate on yesterday, last night, and yeah. it's it's getting a little vicious, you know. It's getting a, mm-hmm. it's very substantive, but it sub substantive is that how you say it? Yeah, <laughs> it's getting pretty substantive, but like at the same time, they are throwing barbs at each other and. I guess what I'm saying is that I really hope that Bernie Sanders continues to make an effort about including women and uh, minorities and also, like, just... Well, I'm sure he will. That's the only way he can win the nomination at this point. Like... The problem, but the problem is media coverage as well. Because even though he has a lot of money, it's he's not backed by certain entities right. that would that would normally be you know feeding tubes to those communities. And and I that's not like the whole thing. Like there's there's a lot of problems as I said with the way that he describes his message because he's very on point with uh, the main things that he wants to get done, but he's not so good at articulating, you know, the specificities of the smaller plans or. Yeah, I know. But what's funny is then you juxtapose that against fucking Trump, and then it's like either one of yeah, you well, is a genius and one's regular, or one's regular and one's an absolute complete idiot. And yeah, it's no, that's very true. That's well, I I also want to if just really quickly touch on the fact that like like that thing that happened with Gloria Steinem. I know that we're not going to talk about this a lot, but like like in the. Uh, like with her saying that that young women were only siding with Bernie because they were following young males. Yeah, you know, like that. On behalf of Hillary. that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff is just ridiculous, and I think that's the kind of stuff Elizabeth Warren wanted to avoid being a part of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way. Yeah. And um and and I think that's why she hasn't endorsed yet. But I I really do think that if Bernie were to like win win the delegate count substantially enough that the Democratic Party turned over the reins to him. Yeah. Then she would back him as well. Of course. And um, did you see that um Gloria Steinem? Not no, not her, but uh what's her name? Madeline Madel- Albright. Yeah, Madeline Albright uh apologized actually for that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I think I think they both kind of backtracked a little bit on what they were saying and yeah. and I I don't think what they I don't think they meant anything malicious by it, but I think that there is a certain way of thinking about uh politics right now where where it seems like it's a it's a it's like a one track mentality on both sides. Like we need to we need yeah. to open our message. We've talked about that. Well, you know anyway. what, dude, you know what I think? Well, can like, we, well, I really wish uh, I really want to fucking elect a woman president. Like that is yeah. Fucking awesome. I would really much... Pre- I would prefer if every candidate that I liked were a woman because <laughs> I would just like... It's kind of insane that there is 
a slight majority in the general populace of the world that is female, and that yet they have never been in charge of um, our country. So it's really fucked up. So the, I completely agree. Yeah, but I, I know. I just but, think yeah. there might be better female candidates out there. Well, my point is that it like kind of sucks that it's like Hillary is the female candidate and Bernie is the male candidate. Like, how great would it be yeah. if Bernie Sanders was a female? Then that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That would be Elizabeth Warren, though, basically. Young and female. Be Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, it would be like old Elizabeth anyway. Warren. <laughs> it would be like really old Elizabeth Warren. Be like, hi, hi, I'm Elizabeth Warren. All right. Okay, I gotta go. All right, wait, last last thing before before we get to the wedding honeymoon, which has to take up the, like, the last 10, 15 minutes yeah. of whatever we talk about. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is going on in the Republican Party right now? Like, are you, how certain are we that Trump is going to be the presidential candidate? And what does that mean? Does the Republican Party go with him? Do they, do they break off and, and Trump goes third party? Um, you know, like the base really seems like it's come all out against Trump as the nominee. And yet they can't stop him in the polls. The, the Republican foundation, the establishment, they've shown up, they brought up Mitt Romney. They're talking about, you know, the possibility of overriding the delegate count at the convention and, yeah. and bringing out somebody like Romney as the pick, like this kind of stuff is unimaginable, uh, you know, in in a modern context. And and I, I, I don't know what what's going to happen, you know, like is Cruz a possibility? Is Cruz even a viable national candidate? The the polls say yes for some reason, but I I feel like in actuality, once people find out all of his policies, he's going to seem like such a extremist that it's not going to play well on a on a moderate stage Mm. so you're throwing all those questions to me right that's where yeah oh yeah i'm just throwing the whole the whole mess of the republican nonsense i mean i kind of added some opinions in there while yeah while dictating a bunch of questions but i just mean like yeah you did that's pretty good i really liked everything you said It's, it's all spot on and let me address it line by line if i may Yes. Ugh, all right, which was the first one? Ugh. Where am I starting? <laughs> I I think we're starting with is Trump the nominee? So uh, yes, yeah, yep, 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 yep. He is probably. It's almost inevitable. I mean, he has a he has a much larger delegate count uh, lead than than Clinton to Sanders, obviously, and it's and it feels insane, like insane, dude. Yes, yes. And the only way that he doesn't get the nomination is if there is an upset at the um, at the convention, and obviously it's going to be Cruz if that's the way they go, right? Because Rubio's dead. Or DOA. well, no, because they because they're talking about bringing out like some old pick like Romney from no, the woodwork. No, they don't like no. What are you talking about? You don't think it's going to happen? No, there's well, I mean, no way. Talked, there's no way you bring the, out a, the, a delegate now. How do you the, no no. <laughs> Well, I think the problem is that if they pick Cruz, even he's so anti-establishment that like some of the people like Mitch McConnell, especially who are like establishment players, are really going to be against even a Cruz presidency at this point. They're more for that than Trump, but they, but they don't want that either. Like right. that's yeah, I that's know. like yeah, I understand emergency break the glass scenario. You know. Yeah. Um. So I guess that you answered your own question, which is that they're fucked either way. Right? Doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think they have to back Trump. Like, I think that's the only way out is that they have to just like go with whatever that's yep. that that's gonna be and and hope that it works out. So I guess the answer is yes. Trump is gonna be the 
candidate, and he's going to lose. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of helped answer my own question, but yeah. And <laughs> yes. hopefully, okay, say- we all can like vote for Bernie so that Bernie will beat Trump, and then Bernie's president. That'd be great. Yeah. The Hillary, the Clinton, uh, Trump debates should be really interesting though, because I, I think there might be a lot of personal attacks on both sides. Well, again. Clinton and Trump are both New York socialites to a certain extent, and they're friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's kind of insane. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, Trump's already starting to pivot center. He's like pro Planned Parenthood now. He's. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only thing he hasn't really pivoted on is the me- the wall for Mexico, and that's that's been a, a staple, insane point in his campaign. Yeah. Well. Um, I'm really, uh, the president of Mexico just came out today saying officially that he would not pay for the wall. So I'm <laughs> not at all surprised by that. I would hope that he would say that. Like, God, God damn it. Like, of course. But yeah. So now I guess Trump has to respond to be a dick to that in a way that is not at all relevant to reality. And what's incredible is that we're not going to hold him to those words when it comes time to actually negotiate any type of um, immigration policy with Mexico, right? Like when he, Oh, of course not, no. When he's president, no. all this shit is, like, irrelevant because that was a long go, so forget about it. And I think... But, but that's kind of what scares me about the whole thing is that people really don't know what he's going to do. He has no record of anything. Totally, yeah. And it's not that he'd necessarily be the worst president, but he could be the worst president. He could be... He, he might not be Hitler, but he could also be Hitler. Yeah, he could be like Hitler like and Mussolini, like all... Yeah, he, he could also be like... One, I, I, think, I, think on the, I think on the good side, he could be like Nixon, which is not a great idea, but I mean, he wouldn't like kill the country. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, but agreed. Like, there are situations where he's not a horrible... Have you ever seen... Um, but, have you ever seen uh, Men in Black 3? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen Men in Black 3. That's the only one I haven't seen of the trilogy. Oh, but well, I was in an airplane. The second one was bad enough that I just was not Well, the, was not the, gonna the join third one the has Josh Brolin playing a young Tommy Lee Jones, which is actually kind of incredible because they do look exactly the same. Yeah, I saw, I saw the trailers. I did see that part. So it's pretty great. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because there's this awesome character who's the literally the last person or the last creature from this one planet, and they're able to see, like, all possible um, outcomes, right? So they, like, can see, like, you know, like, fucking eight planes of existence or something. And so he's like, he's like, how are you doing, dude? And he's like, well, I'm pretty good. If this is the one where he just misses his uh, popcorn and then it doesn't go into his mouth and it's fine and then no one dies... But I'm pretty bad if it's the one where he catches the popcorn and then all of a sudden the guy breaks into the door and then shoots all of us to death. <laughs> so, you know, it really depends on which um, reality we're in. But Okay, good. We're in the one where he just spills his popcorn. Okay, good. Anyhow, what were you saying? So, you know what I mean? It's like, it's actually so... Yeah. It's, that whole element is, is continuum. Uh, it, it's continual and it's also about the continuum and like which layer you're on anyhow so yeah yeah trump is the the he i've heard him described as the wild card or charlie kelly of candidates and i uh i feel like he could be the schrodinger's cat 
also of the Republican Party. But could I don't be, know about that. Could be a great candidate or a, a non-existent though, candidate. He's out of the fucking box. <laughs> There's no ambiguity. I know. I know. All right. Well, let's end on that. Uh, we'll find <laughs> out what's going on in, a, in like a month when this is all settled yeah, down after truth. the conventions. And we'll yeah. talk about it then. Colorado is pretty great. We have beautiful snowy mountains, hiking trails, animals, breweries galore, red rocks, and incredible festivals. But we all know why people really come to Colorado these days. Ice climbing. That's right, in America's little Switzerland, or you can climb to your heart's desire in the only man-made ice park in America. Just like the kids in the movies, you can traverse huge expanses of ice with picks and axes and- Wasn't this commercial supposed to be about little weed? What? Pot is legal in Colorado. It is? Yeah. Like medical? <laughs> Recreational. Well, what the fuck are we recording this for? Guys, go to Colorado. It's like Amsterdam with stuff to do. Until then, um, let's talk about my wedding real quick. That was a lot of fun, right? It was the best wedding they've ever been to. Literally. Well, we have, I haven't been to that many, but I mean, I, I don't know if you have. I haven't been to that many. I haven't so either, but it that's... was the best one I've been to. Better than my own. Yeah. It was the best. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but well, it was, it was, I, I thought it was like, for what I wanted, it was like perfect, even its imperfections. Like I've said that many times, but what, did you it, have it any was imp- great. Can you talk about the imperfections? Well, like, for example, uh, a little little thing that happened was that we, like, walked at the wrong time, but obviously no one knew, and, like, it wasn't, right. like, the order mattered at all, but it kind of, like, relaxed everything in the event, and the same thing with, like, not doing the circling, despite the fact that we had rehearsed that, being able to adapt the Wait, ceremony not and not feel like it was... Thing? No, we didn't because Jade's veil was too long, which the rabbi, when we walked up, the rabbi was immediately like, so we're going to cut the circles, right? Oh, and, I actually Because Jada had so much trouble with that veil. Yeah. So I, I thought, I, I just mean, like, those kind of moments helped uh, bring us down into, you know, being there and not just feeling like this was, there was a lot of pressure and, yeah. you know, this was this big thing. Because, you know, because it's just, so, like, about you. Yeah. So I think, like, those kind of things, like, that's what I mean about, like, the imperfections leading to it being better, actually, than it could have been mm. if it had gone according to plan. I think that is... The best lesson also for life in general. Um, I We had a lot of instances on my honeymoon where we would like get into a pretty decent situation and then through happenstance get into an even better situation that was totally unplanned. And it would never have happened if we hadn't spoken... Spoken? Spoke. If we hadn't... Speaked... Speaked up. <laughs> Fuck, I'm an asshole. Um, whatever, it doesn't matter. If we had, like, you know, talked to the people. So, everything always changes for the better. And, well, not always, obviously. That's Yeah, I don't know if that's true. But, it, is, but it, I, I think perspective is a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Shit changes. It's not always for the better. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, it's different. That was inevitable because time is moving forward. But at the same time, is this really so bad? No, actually, it's better. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But that's easy for us to say. That's harder for somebody in like Saharan Africa to say. Oh well, yeah. I mean, we totally live a super privileged lifestyle, and we actually are privileged beyond 
any concept that anyone except from a, like, you know, super American perspective could perspe- could appreciate. Like, we, we suck, kind of, you know? Like, we, we take so much yeah. water and energy. Like, we use... <laughs> The per capita water and energy that we take in as citizens of America is actually insane, right? Like, shit's... Well, and the amount of waste, like the food waste. That we put out? Oh, absolutely. Like... Is it nuts? I think we probably waste more food than we actually eat on a regular basis if we really count it all up. We waste more food than... Think about it. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The the net waste compared to the net, like... Like con- consumables, basically. Output, yeah. Yeah, output yeah. to input, yeah. Well, if you think about it, everything is petroleum based, right? We, plastic. Well, but not food, not necessarily food wise. Well, plastic <laughs> wraps everything. No, that's that's true. I just I was thinking like you know salmon. <laughs> Wait, are we are we recording or no? We done? I'm still recording. No, I'm good. All right, let's wait. I want to talk about a little bit more stuff, just really quickly. Okay. I just thought this was a nice tangent. Um, all right, well, first of all, with the wedding, like, uh, I just want to say, like, everything, it's nice because I feel like everything that I was worried about just kind of, like, melted away. And, yeah, what were you, you know, worried the band about? turned out to be great. Well, I was worried about the band because, like, I hadn't seen them in person. I'd only heard them on a CD, so I wasn't they sure were like, if they would get what I wanted to they do. They were so Yeah, they sick. were, like, right on point. They had everything I wanted to do play and they even like played that daft punk cover right away which like relaxed me because they had actually like, read the list of bands i suggested like re- i could tell that they had looked at it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know it just felt very customized and it felt like us and it, I, I really enjoyed everything about it and i love the pictures that came out and we just put them online and it's just been like since then a lot i mean a lot of that is customizing our apartment with you know presents that we were given from people but but i feel like we've been in the wedding since then and probably will be until after our honeymoon and we kind of drop down and back into real life and you leave in like three days i'm really i yeah but it was interesting because i feel like i I, we we debated you know whether or not we were going to have a wedding for a long time early on because uh you know jada and i have been together for a long time and we felt like we were gonna get married from like i would say like at least like four or five years in, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, of course. Um, and so it was It was just a matter of, like, when, not if. So it was, like, trying to figure out if, if it was a good idea to use, you know, so much money and resources for, for what is essentially a, a vanity event. Right, um, yeah, totally, of course. But, but at the same time, it's, it's this party and this memory with people that you love and... You know, life is all is a is, is a fleeting thing where we just get to experience as much as we can within this short period of time and hope that we have the yeah. best possible experience we can. Yeah. So I feel like in the end I am much happier that I have that memory than whatever, you know, resources went into that, as much as it may have been. It feels like it was act- it feels like it, it, it was worth it in a way that I can't even describe. I can you know? completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, so I feel I feel like that's my message to people out there who are thinking about eloping that like like eloping is great and you and you should be you should feel good about it if that's what you did and and you know saving money is is always a good idea but but at the same time if you want to have a wedding go for it don't don't look back and think maybe we could have done that cuz I think that uh it's worth it 
if you if you have the means, you know. Don't wait. Don't blow your. You know Why? your funds when you have when you have a uh, a shitload of college debt to pay off still on a on a wedding, that would be dumb. Yeah, semen. All right, let's. I want to leave that at that. I just wanted to ask you, like, what was the best part of your honeymoon, besides holding a monkey, which I saw. That was the best part. Is that though. it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, did you? I mean. Did you drink anything crazy while you done that? Any crazy beers or any crazy liquors? Did you eat anything particularly insane? Did you go anywhere that I would be like, um, wow, you guys did that? Yeah, well, all of those things. The beer was pretty pretty shitty, though, actually. Um, I did drink a wonderful, absolutely delightful uh, pina colada with, like, coconut milk and coconut chunks and I think it actually had rum and tequila in it. It was incredible and milky mm. and delicious and I was on an island where I met That actually sounds like a great idea. I don't know why nobody's done that before. Yeah, I, and I feel I, like that seems a natural combination. And I met a monkey and I sat on the beach and I literally, it's like you're walking into the beach and then there's like Things that kind of hurt your feet. And like, what's that? Oh, wait. It's just pieces of coral that are washed up. <laughs> no biggie. Uh, coral, coral everywhere. Did you, did you completely, like, lose touch with civilization? Did you? I mean, I know you texted me a couple of pictures, but, like, were you, like, in the honeymoon, you felt like, the whole time? Yeah, definitely. Like, I really, I could not have had a better time. It was, it was just... Man, I mean, also I realized that I was, I was humbled because I'm not that well-traveled. Like, I've been to a bunch of islands in the Caribbean, but I really had never been to South America, so. Where where else have you been in the world? Um, well, I've been to France a bunch of times, but, and I've been oh, well, to Costa that's... Rica, I've been to Jamaica, I've been to, like, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, but, you know. So, but, but. You, I mean, going to Europe is substantial enough. I was just meant like, have you gone someplace where they speak a different language and it's like substantially different than America? Because like some places in South America are sub, they're obviously all substantially different. But I'm just saying like, where if you go to like some of the Caribbean islands, they can be very uh, colonized at this point. Yeah, no, you know what I yeah, mean. of course. Well, I mean, I just didn't, I just didn't speak Spanish. Like that was the problem, right? So I was in yeah. we was in Colombia and it was amazing and Sarah is super fluent in Spanish, so that made it easy, you know, on my end, but at the same time I was just like, "Oh, wait, what? What was that? What was the joke? What was so funny?" <laughs> oh man, what? <laughs> Andrew did that the whole time we were in China and I I couldn't like hit the experience I had in China would not have happened without him. Like we would not have been able to go to so many cool underground places. Andrew Jang, as a, him as a guide. Yeah, Andrew Jang as like a he was a you know a, a verbal guide to the entire country, and that's yeah, that's incredibly helpful when it's a friend and not a not an actual guide. Andrew Jang, my Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah yeah exactly. Well, Jade speaks Spanish too. I've just never been to a Spanish speaking country with her. Oh snap! She would be very really? useful there. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. do you speak? Well, that's she grew up in Miami. Spanish? It's a little bit. Yeah. Well, she grew up in Miami, so it's, yeah, it's pretty. I guess, but still, yeah. that's really impressive. Frequent. Do you speak Spanish? 
No, I, I speak German, but I, I speak pretty poor German now. I used to All speak right. better. That's why I went to Berlin for those two days. All right, but you would go to, um, like, South America and Jade would speak Spanish and you wouldn't, right? Yeah, exactly. Good. We would have exactly the same experience. Good, you should do that. I will. Okay. Um. So my last question is because I'm going on my honeymoon in two days, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, is there? Is there? Do you have any suggestions, like things that I should keep in mind while on my honeymoon? Because you, you know, you've already experienced it. You're back in semi real life now, married life. Like always get what? what always get the massage. Well, we already had that scheduled, so that's that was an easy. But I mean, like, are you just saying always, always indulge? Yes, it was more of a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that. The other thing that I would say is that um, also embrace like weird side trips. We didn't really do any of those, but I guess for us, we just like took we just like made really weird random decisions along the way to do this way and go this way, and everything turned out wonderfully. So. Try to take the weird little side trips, you know, if, if that's an option. Yeah, cool. I like that. I definitely that definitely will be an option at some point in Colorado. Perfect. So. Yeah, just always do it. I think. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, that's we did that a little bit in California, and it really worked out. Like, if you see a sign for something, sometimes you got to stop. Yeah, and also drink the really good beer. Drink the beer that you want to drink. Drink the good craft beer. Yeah, I'm thinking, do you think I should go, this is more of like a technical question, there's there's beer breweries and like beer shops obviously in Telluride, but do you think I should like bring some beers up with me or do you think I should just relax and just hope that they have good beer? Up from where? From like Montrose or like, you know, in Telluride proper. Yeah, to definitely place, you should. It's like, no, definitely you should, yeah. Is it going to charge you a shit ton once you get there? Just bring it all. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe I should just yeah. get a bunch. Of Bring them. it all. All right. Yeah. All right, well, I'll take some pictures of whatever I decide to buy and Perfect. throw them up on the website. And, um, yeah, guys, uh, we missed February because I'm an idiot, and it was right after my wedding. I'm sorry, Hunter, for that. No, don't, never apologize. Talk, I don't even think we talked about it. Go pee so go we're going to have the 20th of this month. is going to be a huge splatter of... Henry and Hops, Explosion. enjoy all the episodes that, that come out, and uh, enjoy all the little tidbits of Leo and Matt Gouda and whoever may make an appearance, and um, look for more interviews in the future, because this shit is about to get awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to get really famous, and, and better. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot better. Yeah. We're always getting better. Always. All right. Well, I think that's it, man. All right. Good, have a good night, good and uh, talk to you after the honeymoon. Yeah, you too. <laughs> That's wrong. Um, all right, Henry and Hops. 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 Buy a better beer. Don't try to be a better human being. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit. <laughs>